Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of A Letter to My Sister podcast. To my existing subscribers, thank you so much for coming back week after week. To my new subscribers, thank you so much. To those that have not subscribed yet, again, thank you for listening. And I hope after this episode, you and I can become friends. Today, I have a good one. I've got Nikki the Yogi in the house. She's the bomb. She's the fashionista, okay? She's the fashionista of the family. And I'm not saying that just because she is my cousin. But she is still bomb anyway, even though I'm a little biased. But Nikki the Yogi, Cousin Nikki, welcome to A Letter to My Sister Podcast. You want to introduce yourself to the people? We already know your name is Nikki the Yogi. So clearly today we are talking about yoga because this month we are talking about healing and today it is healing through yoga. Cousin, take it away. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Cousin Takara. Um, (laughs) As you mentioned with that wonderful introduction, I am Nikki, Nikki the Yogi. Um, I am a wife, a daughter, a big sister, mother of four. Um, I love a good cup of coffee and tacos on Tuesday. Um, I've always wanted to find like the most holistic way of living from telling people what toothpaste to use because it didn't have fluoride or finding interesting meatless options. So, so my first yoga class took place in 2017 during a rather dark time in my life. And I soon realized that through yoga, I was beginning to find myself or my light again. And because I had discovered this way out, it became a passion to want to help heal other women like me. So fast forward to today, um, I am currently enrolled in 200-hour yoga teacher training through Yoga Renew, and I will be certified through Yoga Alliance. Um, My practice has evolved a lot from when I started to today, because initially it was just an outlet, and now it's a necessity at some point of my day. I think that's a good point, because life can take us in a lot of different directions, And a lot of times we struggle trying to figure out which way we want to go or how exactly we want to do. Some people turn to alcohol. Some people, you know, turn to drinking. But in this case, you turn to yoga because, um, and I remember us just kind of talking through that as you were getting deeper into yoga. So with that, how did you feel that this has now helped you since you're saying this is a necessity for you now, kind of like in your daily practice. So as I mentioned in 2017, I went to my first yoga class and it was led by a black woman and every woman in the room was black or brown. And the way that she spoke to us, it was so empowering. It was so uplifting. She walk through the room and she used phrases like, you are strong, you are so beautiful. And I left feeling this eagerness to take a deeper dive into the actual practice because it is intended to help us become aware of ourselves and our choices. And while doing that, understanding our purpose on this earth. But it, it made me sit still. It made me sit still with myself. It made me face myself. I had to learn to sit with my feelings and sort them out one by one. And I had to be completely honest with myself about them. And I think we're not really taught that, um, how to do that. But I think that there's been a shift and and we're all having this awakening and learning to do that. And yoga has really been a tool, a major tool to help me sit with myself. That's a good point 
that you made about us being introspective and having to kind of having to kind of sit with ourselves. I think that's very important because like you were saying, yoga is about being still and it's about being quiet. And sometimes I think we find nervousness in the quiet because now it's like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta, um, I've got to deal with these thoughts and I'm not able to kind of run away from them. It, it, it forces you to sit there Mm-hmm. in it you know and <laughs> well you know how I feel about yoga for me <laughs> you know uh I call it the wispy yoga voice because like oh take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out and that's you just not my, my kind of yoga <laughs> it's not my listen I'd be sleep I'd be like oh this is such a nice lullaby you know <laughs> but you know too that yoga Not only does it help you get still, not only does it help you with the introspection, but people also use it as a way to get back in shape or a way for flexibility. I don't know the difference between yoga and Pilates. I almost kind of look at them the same, but you being the upcoming, upcoming, I can't talk today, yoga instructor that you are, what about the fitness component? is involved in yoga kind of like from what you see after the introspection? So I believe it can be used as a fitness tool, but more so therapy to find that peace, to find that quiet space, to find that happiness. And again, to rediscover your purpose. And I have been in yoga flows or practices where um, the yogi or the instructor will um, let us know at the end of the practice, it's called Savasana or corpse pose, or it's the meditation. And they'll let us know that, you know, you're safe because it goes completely quiet. And we do sometimes feel awkward in silence, Mm -hmm. but it's the awkward silence where you get the downloads, where you have to sit with yourself, where you do the full body scans from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, just to kind of check in. Um, but yoga, it's, it's, it's essentially you're configuring your body into these different poses, and then you hold the pose for a few breaths. Um, some poses focus on balance. Some p- focus on releasing tension. Um, others might focus on opening your heart space or your throat chakra. So again, it's like doing a full body scan, and you're asking your body what you need. It's honoring your body by giving it what it needs. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. So I read a book. Oh, man. What's his name? Um, I think it is Joe. Joe is his first name. His last name starts either with a D or an E. But it, but he talks about, I'm going to have to Google it on my phone. But he talks about um, the mind-body connection and how the body can essentially heal itself and he talks about getting very quiet and the interesting thing about it I tried this experiment you know because I'd be reading stuff then I experiment on myself and see what happens (laughs) and basically what he was saying is that your body repels negative things and it goes towards positive things so what he was saying was if you stand still with your eyes closed and you ask yourself even a question and you internally answer with a lie, your body will sway back. Because it's like, that's not what that's not what we do. 
Mm. No, that's not what it is. But then he was saying, but if you ask the question and you respond positively, then you tend to go forward kind of in this positive motion because now you're you're going towards this positive type of energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe that's also kind of also what yoga does because I see that yoga has become more popular over time, especially within the black community mm-hmm. with women. And what I do like about it is that in certain spaces, people thought that, like you were saying, that they thought that they had to be a particular body type. Mm-hmm. But because, like you're saying, we're taking the fitness part out of it, mm-hmm. and this is more introspection, now we are all encompassing, we're bringing in everybody from all different body shapes, sizes, and I've even seen different kinds of yoga. So can you speak to like the different kinds of yoga? And um, I don't know if 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 each component of yoga, I, get, I don't know if that's the proper word, has like different internal aspects of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Girl, pick me up. Pick me up. So, I mean, everybody can do yoga and every body type can do yoga. Everybody has a yoga body. There aren't, you don't have to be super flexible. You don't have to know how to turn into a pretzel because that's not the goal of yoga. The goal of yoga is to sit with yourself. Um, So everybody's practice is going to look different and it's going to feel different because our bodies are different. But as long as you leave feeling more relaxed and empowered, centered, and especially calm, then you did it right. Um, I feel like it's, it's important for black and brown women in particular, because while it's offered worldwide, it's rare to find a yoga space where we can look around and feel included. Black and brown women, we don't have space to accurately practice self-care in a way that is safe and fulfilling for us. Now we have trap yoga, we have hip hop yoga, and those cater to women of color. Those are the more, um... The, the active types of yoga. So that, that would interest you, Takara, so you don't fall asleep. Because, yeah. <laughs> we're you know, we're not talking to you like fairies, you know. The, the music's going and, yeah, and you... Because I'll be asleep. <laughs> I'll be asleep. I'll be like, downward dog, I am out. No, the corpse one is the one where you just lay on your back with your eyes closed. That's the last pose yep. of the... I'll be asleep because I don't even be making it through a commercial when I go to sleep. So I... Mm-mm. And you know what? Some yogis actually take pride in in their students falling asleep at the end of the class. To them, that means that they did a good job. You got a good stretch. You're centered. You're asleep. I did a good job. (laughs) 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 But what I find, what I've been finding um, is that when it comes to tackling like depression and anxiety in the black community, more times than not, the solution is what? let's pray it away but when we get up from that prayer what action are we putting behind it oh come on with the word because faith without works is dead is dead thank Mm -hmm. you 
And there has definitely been this huge shift, this positive shift to move us toward self-love, to love our curves, to love our hair, to love our facial features. And so when we look around a yoga space and we see these familiar attributes, it makes us feel safe. It makes us want to come back. It makes us go home and take that deeper dive. And as black and brown women, we need to learn how to heal. And I truly believe that yoga is an awesome tool for that. I've been to the point of tears in a yoga practice just hearing the yogi say, as we lay here on our mats, let's look inward and see what we need to release. Because I, for whatever reason, I was going through something and I knew I needed to release and hearing her say that, you know, I'm laying on my mat with tears running down my face because I had time to sit with myself. I wasn't worried about what's for dinner, what's for lunch, is it it enough gas in the car, the laundry. I had to sit with myself Mm -hmm. and and that was it. And it, it challenges you to look within, to deal with it and then release it. And that's what healing looks like. It's not sweeping it under the rug or denying it. And that's good too, because you know, sometimes um, on my on the podcast, I talk about, and you and I have talked about it before, about being the the strong woman and feeling like you've got to hold in all of these emotions and nobody can see you crack, nobody can see you crumble. And then you put on this facade, like everything is good, you've got it all together, life is fantastic, and you're just walking around. But it's like, eventually you keep stacking all this stuff on, something's got to fall. And usually once one piece falls... The rest of the pieces also fall. So it's kind of like if this, if you have added this into your your daily routine, which I know you do. Listen, y'all, <laughs> y'all going to follow her at the end because she be doing stuff every morning <laughs> on these uh, Instagram streets. But um, when you take the time, though, to do this every morning, like how much more centered can you be? And then, again, like you We talk every morning, y'all. Every morning on Marco Polo, we be talking about something. But um, what is the other book? Deadly Emotions. There we go. That's the other book. So in Deadly Emotions, what they say, too, is like if you harbor any kind of negative emotion, it, it has a different kind of effect on the body. So if you're always harboring some kind of anger or resentment, they're like, that's when arthritis comes in because you're like tensed up and hunched over and all these kinds of things. And if you're constantly like, go, 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 fight or flight, then you start getting tired. And that's like the kidneys and the adrenaline and everything is just going in overdrive. But it's like, if you give yourself that reset every single day, how much healthier mm-hmm. could your could you be? Could your community be? And like um, even Zen Z, that's her name. Zen Z is her daughter who also (laughs) loves to do yoga. So just imagine if Nikki was the one holding all of this stuff in, but now that she's learned yoga and here comes little Nikki, a.k.a. Zen Z, Mm -hmm. doing her yoga. So now we've already kind of changed the trajectory of how we're able to house our our emotions absolutely um and i i would take her to the classes with me and you know it's just a mommy daughter thing and watching her do her flows and um one of the yoga in the park practices we didn't have an instructor so we were just kind of doing a free flow 
and towards the end they were like you know any last poses anybody want to come up and do anything and Zen Z my now 10 year old she raised her hand and I it, it was nothing we talked about it wasn't scripted and I was like oh okay and <laughs> she went up to the front she took her mat and she said we're gonna do four part breathing <laughs> we are <laughs> <laughs> And she led us through a four-part breath, inhaling through our, from the core to your heart, to your neck, hold from your head to your neck, to your heart, to your core, release. And she did that uh, a few times. And, you know, she brought her hands to heart center. She bowed. She thanked everybody. And I know that she's a step ahead because it took me how many years to learn how to sit with my feelings, to to literally have to sit with myself and talk to myself. Why do I feel like this? I feel like this because blah, blah, blah. Whether I'm putting it on a piece of paper or putting it in the atmosphere, but just being honest with myself. And she's already there. And she's mm-hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. Why, why am I angry? Why did I get upset when uh, my friend said this about my hair? You know, on a child's level but she's already a step ahead to be able to sort all that out right now and to be honest with herself mm-hmm. right now. So I, I'm, I'm definitely excited for for what she's doing too. So she's leading uh, many meditations at, at her summer camp <laughs> every morning, uh, which is kind of impressive too. But yeah, at some point of the day, I have to, whether it's first thing in the morning, I'm outside stretching or I'm barefoot in the grass, which is called grounding, centering, try it. It's lovely. Or even at work in the office, just sitting still with myself, just and doing a body scan. Why, why do I feel like this? Why is there tension here? Um, because we can literally, and I have literally made myself sick from holding things in and suppressing um, feelings and emotions. And I realized that when I started to release them and address them and speak to them, I felt so much better. I looked so much better. That that's true because I, I have noticed that people that practice yoga, they do have um, I call it like this youthful glow about them. Like when you see them, and it's so funny because you know we we kind of stereotype or sometimes, but like literally though, people that are serious about yoga, they just seem so chill. They're just <laughs> like, yo, man, this is cool. It is what it is. It's all right, you know. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's us walking around, peace, king, peace, queen. <laughs> it's just a vibe. <laughs> but that's so good, cause it's, it's um, cause it's like then don't nobody don't nobody bother you, and then you know when people are like, oh my god, what's your secret? Like literally, you can say, I'm just chilling, you know, minding my business, drinking my water, doing my stretches. That's all I. <laughs> that's Absolutely. <it>. Absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. that's all I need to do. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So tell it's me shameless. this then. Oh, you gonna say something? No, I was saying I I always insert my shameless plug and give them my my Instagram and <laughs> a couple positive words. Nikki the Yogi N I C K Y the Yogi Y O G I. Oh yeah, they gonna know where you are because we gonna have all of this um in the show notes and um 
y'all gonna y'all gonna be seeing more of her anywho with cameos <laughs> from Zinzi because Zinzi is just a bomb. She says Zinzi <laughs> is one step ahead. Zinzi is light years ahead of us. Okay, Zinzi has uh, confidence out of this world. Yes. Um, I knew Zinzi was gonna be some something when she um. When Nikki told me that she was giving people at her her daycare her middle name, not her <laughs> first name, <laughs> because I guess it just had a better ring to it. I don't know. So this child had grown people thinking <laughs> that her first name was something else. So when her mother came to pick her up, they're like, what child is that? Who is that? <laughs> She doesn't, we don't have a child by that name here. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped so, her off this morning. She's here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I honestly can't wait to see how, how, um, how Zen Z takes over the world. Cause she's, she has an amazing personality. And honestly, I think that just comes from her watching you kind of watching you grow, watching you develop watching you tap into your emotions and just kind of, cause I think kids are very aware and they can see mm-hmm. the change in their parents over time. So you started this journey in 2017. So we're now four years down the road, practically. What would you tell somebody that's like, all right, listen, I wasn't into yoga at all, but I mean, I guess I'll try this out. She make it sound good. How do I start? Do I got to buy me some leggings? Do I need to get me a little sports bra? What I need to do? How do I start? What kind of music do I need? Like, how do they even just set the mood or just get themselves in the mind? Even if they just have to do it at home first before they go somewhere else. Um, I would definitely, it, it's like going to the gym. What would you wear if you went to the gym? Just put on something comfortable. Something that, that you can move around in, something that isn't going to restrict your movement at all. And if you can't get out or if you're shy to show up to a class, there are plenty of yoga for beginners. You can literally type that yoga for beginners in YouTube and they have 30 minute flows, morning flows, bedtime flows, flows for hip openers, shoulders, depression. It's there. I've sent personal, a few personal flows to friends that have had certain ailments, but just, I I just would want them to give it a try. What would you wear to the gym? Check out this on YouTube or inbox me, call me, text me, and we'll we'll go through a flow and see what your comfort level is Um, because some people aren't comfortable with talking about the chakras, Mm -hmm. but they do want to know how to release tension in their shoulders. We can do that. I can help you through that. I can guide you through that. Oh, yeah, that that is a good point because yoga stems from different, I'm going to say different parts of the world, like for different purposes. So mm-hmm. I know I'm just going to go by the continents, have like an Asian influence. Mm-hmm. And then other parts have more of a um, African influence. Because I have heard of, uh, is it like a, a Hindu type yoga? There's Hindu and the the more Af- African that you mentioned would be Kemetic from Kemet, Egypt. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
if you think about the hieroglyphs in Egypt on the wall, those mm -hmm. poses, those are yoga poses. Okay. Yes, the warrior pose. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen... I don't know. I Now, the, the thing is, right, I, I don't like yoga yet. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on one of your classes. However, mm -hmm. I did find yoga to be okay when I was doing um, P90X. And I didn't like the first half, but I did like the second half. The first half was just like, oh, my God, must I do this for, first of all, why do I have to do this for 90 minutes? Because that was for P90X. I was like, why is this so long? All these <laughs> other workouts are 45 minutes. Why do I have to sit up here and do all this mess for an hour and a half? This is excessive. <laughs> but I did find some, when I found some of the moves to become a little bit more challenging, then I was like, all right, I'm in here. I will try this one. Or you see some that look mad easy. Like, what is it? The tree pose mm -hmm. or something? And oh, then they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, sit a little deeper and deeper and deeper. And then before you know it, your thighs are on fire. And you're like, well, when are we going to get about this thing now? <laughs> exactly. When are we about this? So that's the part that I do like about yoga is that it's easy enough that you can get a burn in it. It sneaks up on you, essentially, is, is what it does. That's what it does. It sneaks up on you. So, okay. I wanted to go back to another thing that you said, because you were saying we need to get quiet within ourselves, and we need to give ourselves in, like an internal scan, an internal check. Mm -hmm. So I imagine you can do that without yoga. So how would you guide somebody just for them to be able to sit still and do that internal scan to say, okay, is there something that's bothering me today? And how do I tap into that and confront it? Or acknowledge it even. Just finding a quiet a quiet place. Most mornings I'll just I'll sit on the edge of my bed and I'll do my scan. Or most most nights actually, because that's I have the whole day on my shoulders at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But just doing a, a scan and I'll start, you know, where am I holding tension at? Where, where, what have I, what have I suppressed today? And I'll start, I'll start right at the top. What am, what have my thoughts been like today? What have I filtered through? What have I, what did I hang on to? And I'll go down to my mouth. What did I say? Did anything that I say, that I said today affect someone positively or negatively? Down to my heart. Did I keep my heart open to my loved ones, to my friends, to opportunities, or did I close it off? Did I close anyone off? Going down to my belly, because in our belly and our hips, especially black women, we hold a lot of anger and resentment and stress in our hips and our core. And that actually results in a lot of fibroids in black women. But I'll literally put my hand on, on my heart and my core or my belly and just do a full scan. What do what do I need? What what do you need? What could we what could I have done better today? Okay. Well let me try this again tomorrow. Taking a lot of deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just clearing your thoughts, just clearing your space completely. And by by the end of that, without yoga, you just you'd feel like a weight has been lifted, as cliche as that may sound. 
that's exactly how you feel. And you've been honest with yourself and it takes about five minutes. Okay. That's your process today. Did you do this same process when you started in 2017 or 2018? Or how long did it take you to to get to that point? I did not. Um, I still wasn't aware of how to do that. I was... I think I was still in a place of suppressing so much, even hiding the fact that I was doing yoga to cert- from certain family members because they wouldn't approve because mm-hmm. of the way we were raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that doing the full body scan, sitting with myself in meditation probably didn't come about until, honestly, maybe last year. Do you recommend music or do you recommend complete stillness because again you and I have talked about it before so there are some sounds that you can listen to that has a particular kind of frequency that you tap into or even for those that are more um, more religious you know we call it the the prophetic the soaking music that you just kind of listen to but again it still taps into a certain realm, a certain thing. It, it gives you that time for you to be able to process. So when you say get quiet, like can there be music or do you feel that the music would possibly distract you in that moment or once you become more experienced, then you kind of bring those things in? I think that it, it, it would depend on the person. If you're beginning, I would say there is there's a track that I listen to I think it's like tribal drums where it's just like drums and rain and it won't quite put you to sleep but it will mellow you out but I I wouldn't recommend words because you don't want to get caught up on the words while you're trying to sit with yourself Mm -hmm. until you're comfortable enough to sit with yourself where you can drown the words out but there are different even frequencies that I sometimes pull up on YouTube and it's there's different levels the higher the frequency the deeper the meditation and that that would be for a more the more experience that you have with it the lower the frequency the better so maybe start off with a 10 and you can type in like a 10 hz on YouTube and it'll just they're just sound waves brain mm-hmm. brain waves I think they call them sound waves and um it it helps you to relax from the sounds that go, I mean, directly to your brain is what it's, it's actually what it's meant to do. It's meant to just bring everything down to a zero. Awesome. For those of us, I will, I'll put us in there. For those of us that would be beginning, it would be best for us to, if we want some kind of noise, if we want something, you're saying it would be best for us to find like the 10 hertz type frequency, something just to kind of mellow us out so that we can concentrate for a moment. And I do like the point that you that you made about doing an internal check because honestly, I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do? Am I going to ask myself a question? Am I going to wait for like a feeling to come up? And then I'm going to just go like wherever the feeling was. But you're saying though that I just start from my head and work my way down. What did I see? What did I hear? What did I say? How did I feel? Those kinds of things. 
So I do like that you gave us that tip. And then I feel like that kind of goes into the woman's intuition, the womb wellness, because, you know, we were talking about fibroids. And I do, I definitely agree with what you were saying is that we hold a lot of things internally. We hold a lot of things in our hips and in our waist because, again, that woman's intuition is so strong. I feel like if something negative happens, that's the first place that you feel it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I did feel something in my gut that told me, yeah. Exactly. Intuition. There it is. Mm -hmm. The intuition told us. (laughs) Exactly. And we do, um, there are classes that are offered here in Tampa for all women, but it's solely focused on the root the root chakra, the core, the hips, the the belly. And it's it kind of puts you in the mind of a tribal dance, but it's it's a release. It's it's a class that's based on a release and it, it focuses on hip openers and um, engaging the core and releasing. And I've I've only been to maybe one or two, but to see these women release and again, like being brought to tears, it it's just it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see it acknowledged and and to see that it works and that it helps and that it heals. Yeah, I um I honestly I do think that there that there is a lot to be to be said about yoga if people are open enough to it and give it um just open to all of the overall benefits. I even saw a news article where instead of putting young children in detention for misbehavior, they were actually putting them in a yoga class and they were actually saying how positive and how beneficial that was. And I even think that at one point the parents started to come to the yoga class with the children as well and they were saying that, you know, the children were so much more calmer. They were able to communicate exactly what it is that was going on with them. And so, therefore, they did not act out in the way that they were before. So, I definitely think that there's a lot to be to be said about yoga. I definitely do think that there are a lot of benefits that we could all definitely, that would be beneficial you know, for our own health, just even kind of what we've talked about already with with the mind-body connection and then the um, fibroids and just clearing clearing your thoughts, clearing your mind, tapping into those because you don't want to keep all of those emotions in because that don't help nobody. It don't help nobody do nothing. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. So here's a question for you then. You started this journey in 2017. And in 2017, you said you were in a pretty dark place, a bad place. Fast forward to 2021, where is Nikki the Yogi at? Well, you weren't even Nikki the Yogi in 2017. Girl, you know, more. Okay. <laughs> but where is Nikki the Yogi at today? I wouldn't even be able to recognize who I was in 2017. The, the 2017 Nikki wouldn't be able to recognize the 2021 Nikki. It's a it's a lighter place. It's a healthier place. It's been a journey on top of a journey on top of a journey. So it's it's definitely not a dark place. And every day is still 
a lesson to be learned. I, I still have the ups and downs, the hills and valleys, the highs and lows. I just handle it better. Is this going to matter in, what is it, five years? If not, I'm not giving it more than five minutes of my time. Exactly. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I was so attached to being a worrier in 2017 and maybe a year or two after that. And I, I don't hold on to that anymore. I don't say I'm a worrier because it's not mine. I, I have a daughter, an older daughter, who will say, oh, my anxiety. Whose anxiety? It's not yours. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very light place for Nikki the Yogi. And it will continue to be. So then with that, how did your family, how has your family adjusted to the new you? Hmm. My immediate family in my house, I think that they appreciate it because I don't run in my shell, in my room for a day or two at a time to sort out my feelings. I'm not slamming doors and biting people's heads off. So I know that they definitely appreciate it. Even as I mentioned, my older kids wanting to come and sit on the mat or sit on a meditation pillow and just sit with me, whether they're flowing or not. Even my husband, while he's off at work, he may call and say, hey, I got some pain in my shoulders. Tell me, tell me some yoga stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You know, fix me. (laughs) You know, um, and, and. It, it feels good to know that they they also want to heal without knowing that that's what they're doing. There, there were and are still other family members that aren't too fond of it because we were raised church, God, and Christ. And because they don't fully understand my reason for it or fully understand what it, what it entails, they they frown on it they look mm-hmm. at it as well who are you worshiping or what what are you summoning and I, i'm not i'm not chanting or you know the stereotypical side of yoga that they may have seen mm-hmm. but my hope and prayer is that they do tap into one of my flows and practices to see and and to want to come back and ask a couple questions and and want to be involved yeah, that girl, that could be a whole a whole nother podcast. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Ooh, a whole nother podcast. We're gonna keep it, you know, right there. But honestly, I feel like there's so many things and, and I think sometimes we bind ourselves up in religiosity of of things and not again, for me, it's all about relationship and that's what it is. What is your relationship? It's it's not I mean, girl, there there's people that there's people that uh, speak in tongues and will still cuss you out in 2.5 seconds, you know, speaking in tongues with the evidence of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, well, who just cussed me out? Was it you or the Spirit? Which one now? So, Mm -mm. all right, let's get back on on task. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, that can be a whole whole nother podcast. All right. Well, let me wind this down because you got kids and I know that you have... (laughs) stuff to do 
but I've definitely appreciated you coming on today to tell us about yoga, tell us about healing, because that is the theme of the month is healing. And like I said, I just got all stars all month on this healing. I mean, y'all about to, y'all <laughs> are in for a treat. So cousin Nikki, Nikki the yogi, do you have any final words? Do you have any takeaways for us, for those who may be wanting to venture off into yoga, maybe try it out after all? I would say my, my takeaways, things that I say to myself or affirm to myself almost daily, your pain is not permanent. And that's the pain that we carry in our hearts the pain that we've been through, that's not permanent. And also the pain that we carry in our body. As a yogi, it doesn't have to be permanent. And everything is figure outable. I've been saying this since maybe 2015. I don't remember why I started saying it. I just started saying it and everything has been figure outable. <laughs> everything has it has to get figured out. So your pain is not permanent. Everything is figure outable. Those are such good points. And even speaking from a nursing perspective, you are absolutely right. I mean, personally, I feel that nothing is really permanent unless we just hand it over and say, here you go. Until then, we can always try to work out a solution. And as I'm, you know, finding more and more as I read and as I do research, honestly, all of this is about emotions and what you essentially what you put into your body both spiritually and physically so what are you eating how is your diet and then in the medical community you know as we say um, a body in motion stays in motion so the more that you move the more that you're able to get out and be limber then the more you can do that like um, an older patient if we have an older patient maybe we'll, we'll just go with 70. Someone 70 years old cannot afford to be on bed rest for three days. It takes them too long to kind of get back into the swing of things. So the same way, like we cannot afford not to, we cannot afford to ignore our emotions and our feelings day in and day out, because at some point it's going to weigh us down. And I think the pandemic has also taught us that because the pandemic has forced us to sit and be with ourselves. And and again, like you were saying earlier, the year of awakening, and I feel like 2020 to 2021, as you say in the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, listen, we up. <laughs> we are awake. Yes, we see what's going on. We've had, we've gained some relationships. We've lost some relationships. We've gained some weight. We've lost some weight, but whatever it is, we are now completely awake, alert, and aware to everything that's going on. And as you say, <laughs> it is all figure outable. All right. So, Nikki the Yogi, how can the people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Where are you hanging out on these internet streets? <laughs> right now, it's um, just Instagram, and it's Nikki the Yogi. And that's um that's it for now. Any personal emails, NikkiTheYogi at gmail.com. 
um, if you want any pointers, where to begin, where to start, where can I find this or that, I will, with open arms and an open mind, help you with whatever you need to know, whatever you're looking for. All right, y'all. So this was Nikki the Yogi's first podcast interview, <laughs> the first of many. I know it's going to be the first of many. So cousin, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for coming on and for all the wonderful things that you're doing for all the lives that you are going to change because she didn't say it, but she is a healer. Even though um, she has not fully tapped into it yet, she is why we know Um, because she's about to be a fully certified yoga instructor. So if you want just some tips and ideas, she also does yoga flows every morning. They're super fast, but you see what she's doing. And you even see the cameos from Zen Z as well. But again, cousin, thank you so much for swinging by the podcast. And we definitely hope to have you on again. And I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to leave a comment, rate, subscribe. And until next time, bye.